back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We are looking live, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm looking at South Congress. Yes, that's right. SoCo, as the young folks like to call it. We're hanging out here at Total Men's Primary Care 2710 South Congress. It's for a great cause, Toys for Tots. That's right. We're out here trying to help out the kiddos. So when you come on out, first of all, you probably need to come on out and, uh, you know, schedule yourself a checkup. Total Men's Primary Care can help you out with that. Uh, but also when you come out here, bring out a toy, an unwrapped toy for the kiddos. The bin is getting full, but we'd like it to be overflowing. Uh, great turnout yesterday up in Georgetown for the Toys for Tots at Total Care Primary Care. Uh, but we want to do it again on a Friday. Uh, already have had people come through, so we appreciate it. We've been out here all day. Like the Tower was out here as well. And, of course, Chad and Zay before us. Um, but we'll get into it uh, a little bit later on and tell you more details about Toys for Tots and about Total Care Primary Care. Before we do uh, the menu today, uh, we'll get into that great game last night. Baker Mayfield's debut with the L.A. Rams did not disappoint. We'll get into that. Also, Cowboys versus Texans. We'll talk about uh, that monstrosity, potentially, uh, on the horizon for the Texans. We'll get into that coming up in this segment. NFL news, notes, and nuggets all throughout the show. We got the flex coming up at 345, and then a little bit later on in the show, we'll talk about the Texas Longhorns. B. John Robinson taking home the Doak Walker Award, and uh, maybe some disappointing news for Longhorn fans. There are indeed now some reports, multiple reports, that multiple Longhorns will be passing up on the Alamo Bowl. Uh, they will start their professional careers a little bit early. We'll get into all of that, go behind the burnt orange curtain. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Mike, hardball hard. What's going on, brother? Down here in my old hood, man. I used to live right around the corner here at Old Torf. And now I'm back over here for uh -oh. the first time in a long time. Uh -oh. But it's Hold so good. Hold the phone. Uh-oh. Burn Orange Santa Claus. Uh-oh. We got Santa Claus is coming to town. boxes, ladies and gentlemen. Boxes. This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is what it's all about right yeah, this here. This is why we're out here. Um, this gentleman got boxes for the children. toys for the kids. For the children. And it's the ball. That's what I'm saying. Balls. Right. I like that, too, because ball, balls don't lie. Balls. Right. I love it. Oh, er, oh, beautiful. Thank you, brother. This is outstanding. Yeah, this is outstanding. Out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's good stuff. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, well, oh, no. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, just want to thank the gentleman for coming through. Uh, that's what it's about. So now uh, it's overflowing, but we want more toys. Yeah, we want kids. more. We want, we want more. more. We want more. We want to be greedy. Uh, all right, about our kindness. That's right, no <laughs> doubt. I love it. Uh, all right, I love sorry, it. I took good it from to you, but I had to interrupt you. There no, that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect timing. Uh, like I said, this is my old hood. I'm glad to be back down here. One thing, I'm confused about the HEB over here. It looks like oh. it's no longer an HEB. It's going to be they a got a, they high got rise about to be built right, right there, too. And be, I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Oh, no, no, it's going to be a premier HEB. It's going to be one of the best HEB. I've been told it's going to be one of the best HEBs in the state of Texas. Okay, like okay. That kind of stuff. It's going to okay. be premier stuff happening. I like it. I like it. It's going to be legit. But let me tell you about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, 
the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Bates. I appreciate the intro, and we are on the road. Uh, so the real MVP, Patrick Davis, he is back at the air and compound holding it down. So we appreciate him. It couldn't happen without him. And, of course, uh, today he's, uh, he's, he's not feeling well. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> he, he did pledge his, uh, his fandom yep, he sure to did. the Las Vegas Raiders in, yep. the, in the offseason. Yep. Uh, he had a free agency fandom and uh, the team that he chose uh, after doing all the research, sifting through all the data. Sure did. What's the Las Vegas Raiders? <clears throat> and uh, Patrick, you okay back there? You okay? How you yeah, doing? Yeah, it hurts, man. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect uh, tone right there. Yeah, it, it is. Perfect uh, tone. All right, so we'll, obviously we got we'll hear from Patrick because uh, he had to witness it, and he's got a kind of a, a more uh, heartfelt connection to the no Las doubt. Vegas Raiders that we do. Uh, but, hey, in this area, we got a connection to Baker Mayfield. Uh, everybody's got that kind of connection here in Central Texas. Uh, of course, the, uh, the late Travis star. Uh, hell, shout out to Flex. Uh, he had a bit of that Flex, too, as well. Uh, but, man, it was, uh, it was an amazing, uh, really historic performance by Baker Mayfield. I, I, I got a ton of stats here, so we can get into all of them. Uh, one of my favorite stats is um, – Baker Mayfield basically led the basically led the NFL's uh, longest go-ahead touchdown drive uh, that began in the final two minutes. It is the longest for a in the final two minutes for a final drive, a touchdown-winning drive in the final two minutes in the last 45 years. 98 yards. Yeah. So it's the longest, yeah, ninety go ahead yards. Longest go ahead touchdown drive that began in the final two minutes in the last forty-five years. And Ninety-eight. That, you ain't supposed to be able to do that. You're especially from a guy that just got off the plane. He learned an offense in five minutes. Ten periods of practice is what he's had yes. in his system. Yes, that, ten periods of practice. And, and again, <laughs> you start thinking about how it all took place and the way it was all set up. Oh man, the 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 part that really had me laughing was when they punted the ball and it looked like it was going to go out of bounds and it stayed in bounds. Mm. The Raiders punted the ball. It looked like it was going to go out of bounds at the 20. Great punt. And it rolled all the way down to the two-yard line. And as it was rolling, the defender was doing the gritty the because gritty. he knew mm. this was going to be virtually impossible, virtually impossible for you to drive 98 yards. Not only did he drive 98 yards, he's new to the team. He, was, he didn't start the game because he was still learning some of the things in the offense, and then they simplified it even more so for him to be able to go out there and execute it. You get a silly, silly, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You yeah. get a holding call on an interception that he throws, and you just prolong it for him to be able to make play after play after play. Even Malcolm Brown was involved, who, by the way, he had just got elevated to the roster right before the game because of that window that we talked about. If you were on the practice squad, mm-hmm. you get, what, an hour before the game? You yeah, could be 90, elevated? I think it's 90, 90 minutes, minutes, somewhere like yeah. that. Yeah. And boom, 
they go out there and win that game. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, it really was. I mean, it was like you couldn't – I mean, you couldn't write any better. I believe Baker Mayfield said that. Like, it was, it was a storybook. And it happened to be in L.A. <laughs> and it happened, it happened to be in L.A. As a, as a matter of fact, even uh, Lil Gibson, Lincoln Riley, was, yes. he started trolling folks because uh, it was in L.A. Yeah. I believe the uh, Lincoln Riley quote, uh, like the tweet was, great stuff at Baker Mayfield. Neighbors? Neighbors? Question mark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, even Baker – I mean, obviously, uh, Lincoln Riley enjoying that too. Uh, but here's uh, getting to a couple other just random nuggets about this this game and how it ended. Um, it was the shortest Baker Mayfield's two days with the Rams, and then him playing meaningful snaps that basically led you know two uh, crucial fourth quarter drive touchdown drives that ended up being uh, the game winning or deciding uh, drives. It is the shortest time spent with a new team before playing quarterback. And playing meaningful snaps since at least 1995. It's as far back as they could go. Unbelievable. So you, if you're thinking, man, you just don't see this. You're right. You just, <laughs> you just don't, don't see, see it. this. It is the third game-winning touchdown drive since 2001 that started inside a team's 10-yard line inside in the final two minutes, trailing by four to eight points. Uh, so at least obviously having to score a touchdown to, to go ahead and uh, win the game. And uh, the other two examples were 2007 Chicago doing it to Philly and 2020 Seattle did it to Minnesota. It is – just a very rare occurrence for a quarterback coming off the waiver wire like that to and and I think Baker Mayfield admitted he booked his flight before yeah. the waiver actually went through and was confirmed because uh he just did it on faith um so give Baker Mayfield a ton of credit I, this is where this is strange cuz you think about it Sean McVay he's had and I I'm saying luxury but He's had this really strange, like, a serendipitous connection with number one overall QBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in and rejuvenated Jerry Goff's career, and everybody thought Jerry Goff was a bust, mm -hmm. mostly because of Jeff Fisher. Well, I had to grasp it back to it. So took them to a Super Bowl, didn't quite win it. Uh, everybody thought Matthew Stafford, he is what he is. I mean, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but can't win games when it matters. Took that number one overall pick. Turned him into a Super Bowl champion. Yes. Got you it. And now you got Baker Mayfield, who everybody pretty much had given up on. Ran him off. But he ain't right back. He ain't right. <laughs> and another number one over pick, which means he got a lot of upside. And I'm not saying he's rejuvenating Baker's career, because this could just be, you know, a shot in the dark. Could just be a random outlier. Um, but he's going to get a shot. Uh, he's going to get a shot with the Rams to really reinvent himself in his career. Well, it's funny that you bring that up, Rob, because. He just earned it. I, I saw, oh, my goodness, you saw the way the teammates were reacting to yeah, him? He, he just earned it. And they, here's he the other part of it, too. They had already had a conversation in their past at one point. I heard this conversation, uh, I heard about this conversation last night in the postgame, how they were on a flight together and on a Southwest flight, mind you, got the people up out of the seat. They sat there and talked ball with each other. That's all they did, just random conversations, Ooh. the uh, McVay and Baker Mayfield. Okay. So going back to your point about how he's resurrected people's career, he went to the through the same thing when he met with Matthew Stafford on a vacation with Andrew Whitworth. They were all on vacation together, Mexico. and that's how the trip started. And by the time the trip was over, he was the starting quarterback for the Rams. But look, going back to what Baker Mayfield was able to do in such a short period of time, that, that you, as much as people really – dislike Baker, 
you have to – every person on Twitter last night was pulling for him because of the fact of the way he went out there and performed. But the other key factor to this was the Monday night game. Patrick sent us this last night on the relevance of the Monday night game where Tampa Bay came back and scored after they were down 16-3. to uh, Cade o- Oten scored a touchdown from Tom Brady on a one-yard pass. Rashad White came in and won on a six-yard pass. Last night in the fourth quarter, and this was that point of what you were saying in the final two minutes of them being able to do so, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Carlson for the Raiders, kicked the field goal to put them ahead 16-3. to Then a one-yard touchdown run by Cam Akers, made it 16-10, to and then a touchdown by Van Jefferson with 10 seconds left in the game for them to win 17-16. to I believe that is the first and only time that something has happened like that in the same week with the exact same score. Yeah. No, you're right about that. It's Unbelievable. Just, uh, improbable for something like that right. to happen. Uh, and one of the things, too, I mean, the Raiders, a lot of this oh, is sorry, them Patrick. just having a meltdown. Uh, I, I think the call, number one, I mean, it, there were a lot of mistakes made. The penalties, yep. obviously, the unsportsmanlike yep. conduct, that yep. was huge. Um, they had uh, the uh, the pass interference call. That was huge. Even uh, when old boy intercepted a pass, he just ran out of bounds because he knew he got a penalty call. Yeah. He was like, man, I'm not even trying to run no more. So, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did a lot beating themselves yep. uh, in that uh, situation and a lot of those situations, crucial situations down the stretch. But if you start looking at <laughs> this, uh, really the what I think was kind of the unforgivable uh, yes. sin, a play-calling era for the Raiders, Man, that last play, the touchdown to Van Jefferson, you talk about um, basically it's second and 10, 16 to 10. Las Vegas has to lead. 15 seconds left in the game, second and 10 on the 23-yard line. They got a three-by-one set for the Rams. They go press man coverage on the outside corners. They go single high safety. So they're cover one across the board, single high safety, shaded over to the trip side, which basically means you're in zero coverage potentially on the single receiver side because the robber to the single receiver side, he was playing the number three receiver to the trip side, basically waiting for the, the crossing route, whatever it was. And he did. He got the crossing route. Number three came on a, a deep over route and ended up picking up and doubling that guy. But he left that single receiver one-on-one, man-to-man, basically in zero coverage, playing press man at that time. And with 15 seconds left, that was a dang coaching mistake. That guy should be playing at least – if you're going to play man, play off coverage. Yeah, you shouldn't be – better come up and make the tackle. If you're going to play press man like that, man, anything short of being Deion Sanders or a future Hall of Fame, I wouldn't even trust Jalen Ramsey doing that. Like yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust any. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was getting toasted last exactly. night, too. I wouldn't trust any yeah. corner in the league right yeah. now in that situation playing yeah. press man like that. You should have had that corner on that single receiver side backed up. Maybe he had the freedom to do it and he decided to press, but they had the other corner press. That made sense on the trip side because you had safety you had help, help to that side. Yeah. You did have a robber to that side, but he, he had his back turned to the single receiver the entire time, which told Baker Mayfield, oh, He's not even paying attention exactly. to the receiver. This guy's in one-on-one coverage and press man. If he gets outside leverage, which he did, game over and game over. The best Baker, re- Baker moneymaker made a money throw. The best and easiest read for a quarterback that is new to a system is man-to-man. And that's because exactly that's, that's, back, that's backyard football. Yep. I can read on who's got the one-on-one matchup, and I feel comfortable enough to make any kind of throw against a one-on-one matchup. Uh, the D.C. for – 
the Raiders' name is Patrick Graham. And the funny part about it is, again, I, I, I stayed up just to watch the press conference and the post-game press conference. Not press conference, but when they go into the podium with the oh, Amazon yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Excuse me. I play with a guy named Rob. I always get them confused. <laughs> uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick said, you know why you was able to beat that guy, Baker? Because the D.C. went to Yale. Yeah, that's a nice little jab. <laughs> well done. It, jab. it was like, what? And nice I was like, jab, ah, man. yes, yes. I like that. The Harvard guy going at the Yale guy. No, I like that. But, but the fact of the matter is you, you're right, Rob. I, I wanted to ask you that before. I was going to text you last night and was like, you're not supposed to play man-to-man in that situation. because the one man, thing that can just get, can't I, play press man. Right, that's what I was about to say. Can't play so, press man. So you sit there and you look and you say, what, what are you thinking about? Because the one play that can beat me is over the top. Yeah. You, you can't be up in a man's chest exactly. like that. That's the one <laughs> play you that's can't one, give up. That's right. And you just left yourself vulnerable. So even that's like life. baseball. I can't give up a no doubles. I got to play deep. I yeah. can't let nobody get behind me deep. Exactly. Yeah. You can't get it go over your I head. I can't let a ball get over up. my head. I got right. to play I gotta that keep ball. it in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and this is what even Baker Mayfield said, uh, quote, to be honest with you, I was completely shocked that they lined up in press coverage with 50 seconds left <laughs> on the clock. I really thought they were going to try to pop out and play zone or basically bail technique, yep. right? Yep. Um, but he said, but I saw the weak side safety stay down. What did I yep. say? That yep. robber was down. Bad turn to the single receiver side. He said, I saw that weak side safety stay down, and Van is a great goal ball runner to go up and get it. He won off the line and did a good job. Yeah. So they just made, they made it easy on Baker Mayfield. My goodness. They assumed that Baker Mayfield couldn't diagnose a basic uh, football coverage that he had probably seen at Lake, at Lake Travis when he was playing right. Westlake. Right. And they were like, oh, he can't diagnose this guy. This guy's terrible. He's a bum. No. He's a bum. He's a bum and a bust. And it's like, no, that's – Make it. I mean, that to me, that's on the defensive coordinator. You got to communicate that. That hey, we're not giving up. Like you said, giving up that big play. You can't. You got to play off. If you're in a situation where you got no help at all right. in the defense, depending on what the formation is, you need to be off. You need to be playing off coverage. Yeah, there's there, there's no excuse for what happened yesterday. If you're the the L.A. I mean, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. It was. It's unfathomable for that to happen in such a short period of time, especially with a quarterback that still does not know the offense. And the funny thing about it is if you go back and you really look at it, all the throws that he made were big-time throws across the middle, on the out, and they still were not respecting the fact of what he was able to do. It just made zero sense to me when you start looking at how Baker Mayfield was able to execute that. They get a big play, get a sack, and you get an unsportsmanlike conduct. That dude should be fined or released from the team because of that situation right there. You got to be smarter than that. You put your team in a great position. Got a big sack. Baker's trying to rush to get back to the line of scrimmage because the clock is running, and you knock the ball out of his hand. Penalty. Then you get the holding call on a crossing route, and you give him 15 more yards. Yeah, I mean, this is why the Raiders – are, and I, I went and looked it up. They may, they're, ba- they're bad man coverage anyway. They're, they allow a 101.8 passer rating in man coverage. They've allowed five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, and they allow like a, over a 60% completion percentage in man coverage. So they're not great in man coverage anyway. Um, so in that situation, that is a bizarre yeah. coverage to call in a clutch situation like that. Um, but that's why they, they, they're the fourth team now in NFL history to lose four games in a season after leading by 13 or more points. Um, and they're 0-4 now when leading by double digits at half. I want to give uh, – and they're the first team since 1930, by the way, um, <laughs> to lose that many games in that manner. 
Uh, Patrick, you're a Raiders fan. You chose this life. Um, give, give, us, give us your thoughts. Where are you right now mentally? Yeah, this is, I, I mean, clearly the penalty at the end, the, uh, the knocking the ball out of Baker's hands is terrible because you probably win if that doesn't happen. But this is a constant problem with this team that they don't run a good offense in the second half and they forget about Devontae Adams a lot in the second half when they're up and they don't try and spread the ball out anymore so everyone can condense back down on Josh Jacobs. And so those yardage go from four yards, five yards a carry to three yards a carry. They get stopped. It's a third and one, fourth and two. They don't get it. And how many times that's happened this season when the second half of games, when you're like, yeah, if you get one more touchdown, this isn't, this isn't even a conversation. And it's just it's a coach trying to figure things out, but he's been in the league long enough that this should not be a thing, that he still has not figured out how to make adjustments at half and stick with the things that work. And that's the funny thing about it, too, because I sit here and I watch this, and is this a – does this indict all the the coaches that have come from Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick their entire group? Not the whole tree, but uh, certainly most of them. I would say 95% of them because, you know, Bill O'Brien, I've already said this, Bill O'Brien at one point – and honestly, my man Patrick can vouch for this too because he was once a Texans fan. He was a good head coach. He might be headed coach. back. <laughs> yeah. But just as a head coach, he was actually pretty decent. The Texans as an organization was so dysfunctional uh, with their downward spiral. They started putting too much on his shoulders, made him the GM, made him de facto capologist, made him the uh, he made himself the offensive coordinator and play caller. He was it, it, it was too much for him, right? And power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And then he was kind of driven um, in, in, insane with his own power, pretty much. Um, and Nick Saban is also from that tree, but that's a college coaching tree. Right, right, right. My big take on the Belichick coaching tree has always been this. Belichick is not an open book. He's not very forthcoming. He, won't, he doesn't like to talk to the media. He mumbles to the media, one-word answers, right? Hell, we still uh, don't know why the cornerback didn't start for the right, Super Bowl. Right, Butler, right, Rick Butler, Butler. Matthew, We still don't know. Even Matt, even Tom Brady admitted, yeah, we don't, uh, we have no idea why he didn't start in that game. He still has not really revealed why he has decided to let Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, a defensive coordinator <laughs> and a special teams coach, pretty much handle the offense. Yeah, like this, basically, he's giving the offense to them, and he's secretive and very, you know, clandestine about it. Right. So a a person who runs their franchise or organization in that manner. Right there, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but he runs it like the CIA or the FBI. Nobody within the organization knows exactly why they are they are conducting the different you know uh, concepts and why they are going through the commands. All right, whatever it is yeah. from Bill Belichick, they don't know why. Nobody knows the why. They just do. Only it. Bill Belichick knows yep. the why. Yep. Yep. Right, and for I think if you want to be a great coach, you have to know the why so you can teach it to others. The yeah. guys who learn from Bill Belichick, he never tells them the why. Maybe it's because he's paranoid. Maybe because he's just not a guy that's really forthcoming, not a great communicator. He's a great football coach, but not a great communicator. Bill Parcells, great communicator. Bill Parcells would like to tell jokes. He would hold court with the media. Um, that's why his coaching tree is great, right? Same thing with Bill Walsh. The guy was a professor. He would do open lectures, write books. A guy sharing that much information, his coach is going to be good because they're just soaking up information constantly. Every time they're around him, he's teaching, giving them nuggets, giving them info, giving them data. Bill Belichick doesn't do that. 
He's not doing that. He's not. He's giving you your job. He's giving you your task. He's telling you, you go accomplish this. You do this job. Well, why? We, I'm not telling you why. Well, why is my the starting corner out? Uh, you don't need to know that. I need to know that. That's it. And so, a guy that has a spy gate on his on his resume and things like that. He should, like I said, he runs that organization almost like a clandestine government organization where they rely on secrecy as a point of power. So, so with all that being said, why is it that? because I'm need to know the why. Why is it that all these people continue to fall for the banana in the tailpipe and keep hiring these people, basically Fugazi? Um, because well, you're not, you're, it's obvious if you look at it, the only one, to your point, was Bill Belichick. I mean, uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. He's the only one that had success. He was decent. You look at everybody else that has ever taken a job, they have never turned out to be what you thought they were going to be no. as somebody that hires them. No. So do... We need to start changing our hiring practices if you are the ones that are looking at Bill Belichick's tree and saying, oh, I think we need to go get that guy. No, you don't, because they don't know the answers to the test. Yeah. No, well, I, I, they study well, but they don't know the answers. I, I don't think my theory is a popular theory. That's just my theory. Like, well, I, I think it's a, but I, I think it's on point. Yeah, because I, I if you look at it, yeah, he's just the results-based business, they're, right? They're not looking at Bill Belichick's personality and seeing that as a, a negative trademark or a negative trait. And that affects his coaching tree. I'm looking that deep at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a football yeah, theorist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm saying it makes sense. It makes yeah. It's My sensible. theory makes sense it's that sensible. he he doesn't share it with anybody. It just, yeah. It's just not what Bill Belichick does. But you, if you're a Bill Parcells fan, man, Bill Parcells will sit up there all damn day and talk ball with you all day with the media, hang out, talk ball, crack jokes. Give you little metaphors, give you little analogies. No. He loved that stuff. Bill Walsh, he wrote like three or four books, the great, great Bill Walsh did. No. He was trying to get all that information out there. He wanted the world to know more about football. Hell, John Madden was one of those guys. John Madden loved, that's why he was a commentator. That's right. right? He's one of those guys. Andy Reid. Andy Reid loves sharing information about football, and Bill Belichick does not. It's, it's, he, it, that, that's his information. He still carries, no, no joke, this is true. He still carries, like Rod B, a notebook. Of all uh, kind of a amorphous, you know, kind of <laughs> um, collection of all of his different defenses since he w became a defensive coordinator, defensive mind. He carries it with him. Nobody has access to it. Nobody. Only him. He carries it with him. And that's why I think Josh McDaniels in the end had to leave. He's like, I'm not getting the keys to this kingdom. This is Bill Belichick's kingdom. Yeah. And he run he's a dictator and he runs it with an iron fist. And I haven't even, all that time he spent with him. He didn't get any secrets from Bill Belichick. None right. of it. Yeah, and he's been he was with him for 18 years. He was running years. the longest. 18 years. Tom Brady just wanted some love. Tom Brady couldn't even get no love, affection. Yeah. Tom Brady just wanted a hug from Bill Belichick. Couldn't get it. He's like, nah, you ain't getting nothing from me. Get on out of here, man. Hey, Bill what? Belichick does not, he's not that guy. And that you need that kind of personality if you want a, a successful, productive coaching tree. You gotta be a sharer. You gotta wanna talk, gotta communicate. You gotta be like, hey man, learn this lesson. This, 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 this. You gotta be like a father figure right. in that sense. Bill Belichick is well, not that Bill, guy. Bill, Bill Belichick is a father figure, no, but it's a, tough love. He's a he's It's a, tough love. It's well, tough love. I'm not sharing. Well, I'm not sharing with you. My job is to either. raise you. My job is not to do all this other stuff. Yeah. That is why I keep saying, when are general managers and presidents and 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 people that are making these decisions going to realize? Because you could, we have already seen what Josh McDaniels is. I, can't, I still can't believe the Raiders made this decision. He flaked on the Indianapolis Colts, took the job, walked in, and said goodbye. So it shows me that he has a problem with 
others. He 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 didn't feel comfortable taking Relation, that relationships, relationships don't matter as much to him. But where did he learn that? From daddy. Right. So he should have so stayed under daddy. Relationships don't matter as much as Bill said. Not, not from a professional sense. He's right. like, no, no. You have a task. You have a job. You do your job. We don't get closer than that. Right. Ask Tom Brady. He wants to get closer than that. No, no, no. No, Tom. You, even you in the hierarchy, that you do your job. You have a task to do. Right. When you cannot fulfill that task, we'll discuss your future. It's just that's, just the, that's the Patriot way. It's just crazy to me that these people keep getting fooled because, oh, he worked with Belichick. It's obvious. The track record tells you. No. They are not bringing Bill Belichick with them. No. They don't even have pieces of him. No. We're finding don't. out that this guy no. is pretty much a fraud. He's a good offensive coordinator, and I don't even know if he's that anymore because look at how Derek Carr and what Patrick said just a little while ago. How does, how does Devontae Adams disappear from your play call? It just zero – it makes zero sense. Yeah. I know the running game looked good last night, Josh Jacobs, until he hurt his hand. He was doing great. But then you went away from the guy that was getting you in scoring position. It just yeah. zero – it makes zero sense to me. Um, all right. Uh, no, it's a good discussion. Um, all right, let's get back to uh, some – we'll get to some other NFL news notes and nuggets. Got a big NFL weekend coming up. Uh, we'll review some of those games. Still got to talk Cowboys, Texans. Yeah. Though, that's not one of the marquee games coming <laughs> up. We'll get into that. Uh, we're live out here at Total Men's Primary Care of South Congress, 2710 South Congress Avenue. Come on out here. We're having a great time, and we're having uh, also a great time for the kids because uh, it's Toys for Tots out here. And if we come out here, please bring a toy with you, an unwrapped toy, uh, up to the age of uh, 12. Uh, so anywhere from an infant to 12 uh, toys. And uh, we'll be out here till 7, actually. 7 o'clock. Yeah, no flex tonight. All right, just making sure. Yeah, no uh, we'll flex tonight. We'll be out here till 7 p.m. Come on out here and join us. This is Ball Don't Lie on 1049 Miss one of your favorite live shows? Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. That means we play jams from local bands and artists that you can hear live uh, here in the ATX, the live music capital world. Very talented human beings. And who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Cowboy Diplomacy, and they are going to be playing part of Jelly's 10th Annual Christmas Jam next Thursday at 310 at ACL Live. I will be hosting the event and money is benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. Nice. I like that. Uh-huh. See, and my man Patrick going to be uh, emceeing that event, hosting it. Uh, I like that. Uh, and also, you'll get all these posted to hornfm.com in case people want to see or they missed any of uh, the 512 selection for 512 Friday. Um, so we'll get sure we get you, get you that as well. We're out here for a great cause, uh, 2710 no, South. No, 2701. 2701. Oh, 2701. Yeah, 2701. Oh, sorry. I got that. Yeah. Sorry. You good? You good? 2701. Yeah, I apologize. Congress. Uh, 2701. My apologies. 2701 South Congress is the address. Uh, so come on out here and join us. Uh, we are giving, uh, actually, we are not giving away, but we you can win a certificate for Chiso's Boots as well. All you got to do is come out here and register for those. Um, also, we are... 
collecting toys for the kiddos, toys for tots. We did it yesterday out in Georgetown, but we're doing it again uh, here today. We'll be out here till 7. Uh, all you got to do is come out here and donate an unwrapped toy. Already been some uh, some fine folks who have uh, donated uh, their time and also donated toys. So we appreciate them. And it is Total Men's Primary Care. It's the location we're at. So you can also come on out here and get yourself a checkup or schedule yourself a come checkup on now. with Total Men's Primary Care. There's definitely one in your neighborhood if you cannot get out to this uh, Total Men's Primary Care on South Congress, a brand new one as well. All right. Uh, so we'll get to uh, some more conversation about Baker Mayfield and his debut with the Rams last night because uh, that was that, that unbelievable is really what it was. Uh, okay, so the weekend has got a ton of really good NFL matchups. We didn't talk about the Cowboys and the Texans in the last segment, so we can get into some Cowboys-Texans conversation here as well. Um, I believe the line is still hovering around 17 yep. or 16 and a half or maybe 17 and a half. And I, I still believe that the, the Cowboys can cover that number, considering what they did on the road to the Vikings and what they did last week in the fourth quarter versus the Colts, um, scoring outscoring them by 33 points, which um, is something that hadn't been done in NFL in a really, really long time. Um, I think the, the Texans are just that destitute pretty much as a franchise right now. It is the worst rushing defense in the league, but they have gotten better the last couple of weeks, actually. Last four weeks, last four games, I should say, they have been much improved in their rush defense, but I don't know if it's good enough to withstand the Cowboys' uh, offensive line, which is one of the better ones in the NFL, and also their running game with Tony Pollard and Zeke. Texans haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher, though, in the last four games, uh, and they had they just allowed, I think, two rushing touchdowns in the last four games, but uh, they have allowed 33 sacks this season. Uh, that's eighth worst in the NFL, uh, and they lead the NFL in interceptions thrown, um, which Davis Mills has 11 of the 15 that they've thrown so far. Yeah, and I sit here and look at what the Cowboys, are. their defense has done. We've talked about the numbers and how they've created all these sacks. I, I think they get double-digit sacks this weekend. I think Double-digit double sacks? Double-digit sacks. Damn. Yeah, think about, think about the pressure – on on the the Houston Texans and how they've been performing. Either they're gonna the only way that they don't is if the Texans decide that they're gonna drop mm. they're gonna run the ball pretty much the entire game. Make it to where Davis Mills throws fifteen to twenty passes in the game. Well, because you. if they drop back, I know that we've talked about how decent the 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 Texans line has been. The two tackles are pretty good. But you start thinking about what Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, the blitzing up the middle. You saw last week. I don't know if Davis Mills is going to be a – I know he can, he's more mobile than Matt Ryan. But I tell you what, if you aren't used – if you start seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold did that one game, mm -hmm. I think it could be something that the Cowboys can put that much pressure on them. Micah Parsons seems like he's going to be a man possessed. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, as I said, Dorrance Armstrong, Dorrance Armstrong has been playing well. No, We've been talking about Clark and what he's been bringing. And then you put in Sam D. Williams coming off the edge as well. I think this is this is one of the games that the Cowboys might try to bring as much as they possibly wow. can and put up double-digit sacks. That's, that's, that's unfathomable. Double-digit sacks. If, I, That's I'm gonna put eight out there. Um, I'm gonna no, put at least I, add an eight out there. No, you, I mean, I, I, I think they taking. Don't forget. No, you could be right <laughs> about that. No, the only reason I think the Texans, 
it's just a cra crazy conversation to have. Uh, have a have a chance not to allow double digit sacks is because Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard actually are pretty Do good. They've only allowed two sacks combined the entire season. A lot of those sacks have come from other guys on the mm -hmm. team. It's been pass protection from their running backs. Obviously, Damian Pierce is a rookie. Um, tight ends in pass protection. And, of course, the interior O-line. They're both of their guards and their centers. So that's where you get most of the pressure. And Dan Quinn's really good at causing a lot of twists and stunts. Mm -hmm. They do a, a great job of that, which means you can get Micah and Demarcus Lawrence on twists and stunts from the edge, going inside, attacking uh, the interior gaps of the Texans. So that's where they give up a lot of their pressures and their sacks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not going to – strongly disagree with your take <laughs> about double-digit sacks because they they really are. They are a broken offense right now. Uh, they turn the ball over a ton. That mm -hmm. Pass protection hasn't been their biggest issue. They've just been turning the ball over a lot. Seven turnovers uh, in those two starts for Davis Mills, and they've allowed a lot of non-offensive touchdowns. Last week versus the Browns, three non-offensive touchdowns for the Browns. Uh, that's unbelievable. Right. So, and the Cowboys score a lot of non-offensive touchdowns. Correct. They score a lot of points. And strip sacks. That's what I'm looking at. I'm counting them in there, too. Those strip sacks count as well. So I'm looking at that. Because, I mean, we all are in agreement that the Texans are not very good and the Cowboys are playing some of a very aggressive style of football on both sides of the ball. And the more opportunities that you have as a defensive player to get to the quarterback and this is the game that you've had circled possibly – because we know what they're up against. What are they? One nine and one, or something like that, one, right now. One ten and one. One ten and I one. Believe it is. So they know what it is. And let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on Lovey Smith as a head coach? It goes back to what we were talking about. He's had success in the past. I mean, he was my coach in Chicago, so I, I, I he was a good coach in Chicago. I think you know now. Um, he was I, the head I, coach when you were in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Love he was. I thought he was. I thought he was the defense, but yeah. No, I mean, that's Ron good. Rivera. Yeah. Ron Rivera was the DC. Okay. Uh, then. Okay. Good staff, actually. Very good staff. Um, I, I think the game. I, I say the game may pass him by. Not. I don't know that. If he gets a better offense to go right, with his defense, yeah. um, he could end up, you know, come, making a comeback. I think at this point, though, um, it's proven that the culture has regressed. The team is getting worse. Right. Under Lovey. We talk about week-to-week -week improvement. Seemed we have like, not seen any of that. Seemed like last year with David Culley, you had more fight right. in the team. Maybe that's why David Culley is yeah. no longer there. Like, he was like, wait a minute, we're trying to tank, bro. You're going to win six games with this Culley fella. Get the hell out of here. Put Lovey in with there. With this Culley fella. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think they had more fight last year throughout the, the totality of the season right now. Yeah, they. that's why that 17-point line is realistic, even yep. though you've had 29 such lines since 2005 of 17 points or more. Uh, and, by the way, 14-14 and 1. That yep. is the record against the spread for those teams who are favorites in that game. So maybe they'll cover it. Maybe they won't. Uh, recent history says you got a 50-50 shot. It's pretty much a coin toss. Uh, but that line is because the Texans are being outscored by more than any team in the league. Cowboys lead the NFL in point differential, plus 127. And the Texans, like I said, they, they, they're in a downward spiral right uh, now. The downward, like like toilet bowl spiral. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Toil yeah that, <laughs> the I mean, flush. Yeah. Yes. The flush. And so let me ask you this. You talked about those numbers and the plus 17, minus 17 Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, that, Texas that has huge scored rubber. over 20 points just once. Right. 
So that was about to be my question to you. Once. Do you the over under is forty four. As a degenerate person as myself who has got some degenerate tendencies in multiple areas, that over under is enticing to me because I think the Dallas Cowboys, because of what you said last week, three the the Texans gave up three non offensive touchdowns. Yeah. Three. It, yeah. And so you sit here and you look at it and you say, okay, is this a game where Cavante Turpin might get a, finally get one that he could take back to the house? Oh, that's a good do they get a Do they get a blocked punt or, or do they turn him over and get a pick six? Is this where if Trayvon Diggs get one of those pick if sixes? If you got a bet anywhere for a non-offensive touchdown against the Texans, you should take it. <laughs> exactly. If there's a bet anywhere. And right. I, I don't think Vegas will give it to you because Vegas is like, hell no, I'm taking that off the board. You but, know what? I will check while we're yeah, doing the show today. because the last three games – They've allowed 35 points off of non-offensive touchdowns mm-hmm. um, and three three defensive touchdowns in each of the last three games. I I don't know. Right yeah. now, I, w- I would bank on them somehow, special teams, somehow a turnover on, 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 on offense, them giving up another one to the Cowboys who, as you pointed out, they are just a ferocious, opportunistic They're defense. waiting for that opportunity. They, yeah. yeah, they just have a ton of those guys. Uh, man, the Cleveland Browns. They Texas actually, like I said, they put up a good fight against Cleveland and made Deshaun Watson look bad, which I think was probably their main objective. Man, he, you, we figured he would look bad because he hadn't played in 700 days. You rusty. know what I'm saying? So and he still, was going to be rusty. And he still scored 27 <laughs> points. Fourth most by a team without an offensive touchdown in the Super Bowl era. So I just don't think people know how bad the Texans are. Vegas does. That's why they put that. That's the largest point spread, by the way, we've seen in the NFL so far this year. Right. And it pro- and that it says a lot about the Cowboys. Says a lot about the Texans. You won't see a bigger point spread, in my opinion. I agree. I, I agree I with that. I don't think it it'll, it won't happen again this year. And that's how bad the Texans. Because look. right now the Cowboys are the only team that the the best looking team that has played the Texans, right? Yes. I mean, like momentum yes. wise. Yes. And I, I think they still got to play Philly, if I'm not mistaken. The yeah. Texans do. So we'll see. That might be your only one. Yep. That no, they played Philly. They already played Philly. Yeah, remember it was uh, remember it was a prime time game. I forgot. It was That's Thursday right. It was game. a Thursday night and game. And they played them like pretty good for like uh, a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to say why well, it was like a yeah, half. They yeah. were actually and then all of a sudden, and, yeah. And okay. Had their inevitable meltdown. I believe. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's uh, I I because I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't take the bed right now. I, yesterday I said I'd take it. Now I'm leaning toward not taking it. It's just that's just a big number. It's yeah. A huge number, man. Um, so we'll get more into that uh, that matchup, but uh, it's not a, a rivalry. I know that some people are going to pump it up like a rivalry, but it ain't that, uh, especially considering the uh, the basement that the Texans are in right now. All right, there are a lot of other NFL games that we want to get into, uh, especially some uh, NFC East uh, matchups and showdowns uh, that we want to talk about too. So we'll get into some of that coming up uh, later on. We got the flex on the other side coming up. We're live out here at Total Men's Primary Care, 2701 South Congress. So come on out here and join us. Bring a toy for the kiddos. Drop one off uh, and start the holiday season the right way. Also, uh, book yourself an appointment to get checked out because Total Men's Primary Care, they do it the right way. That's why they got Total Men's Primary Care and Total Care Primary Care is popping up all over Central Texas. So if you can't get out to the one on South Congress, this brand new one, uh, get to one near you. I guarantee you, uh, you probably need to get something checked up. want to make sure that you stay on top of those things. All right, we'll stay on top of the break here and get to it. We'll be right back Back with the flex right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Please don't leave me alone with my head. I ain't steady, ain't ready to dive in. 
5.2 Friday, right here on Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX, the live music capital of the world. Uh, who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Cece. Uh, she is going to be playing part of Jelly's 10th Annual Christmas Jam happening next Thursday, December 15th at 310 at ACL Live. I like that, no doubt. Uh, all right, um, and you can... Um, find out more about uh, 512 Fridays. Go to hornfm.com. My man Patrick always hooks you up right there for some more details. Uh, speaking of details, you want to score. And you said Snoop actually is at this contest, yep, right? Yep, Snoop Snoop is down there representing. With the Wimberley Texans taking on Quero. And uh, right now, second quarter. Uh, I believe the latest updates are 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, Quero is up 20 to 15 uh, yep. in a, uh, that matchup there as well. So, um, uh, I'll also go uh, check out flxatx.com. Um, you can go check out the uh, FL, the uh, All Flex finalists that we have up there. Remember, next week um, uh, we are going to reveal our All Flex team coming up next week. Uh, that's going to be Tuesday. Whole the entire slate of shows will be devoted um, to revealing our All Flex finalists. Um, but also, best of luck to all the teams that are in action. That are the Central Texas teams, all the teams really, uh, but specifically to the Central Texas teams still in action in the playoffs um you do got vandergrift um they're taking on that machine that yeah. monster uh katie yes uh and man i trust me as a guy who took on katie was it three times uh no yeah actually yeah every every second round i'd meet we'd meet katie or north shore most of the time it was katie at least you got to the second round dog uh yeah but you know every time i man. played i would I, mine would be longview longview Ooh. would put it on us yeah, that's the, the yeah, Beast that's, Texas yeah. boys over there was yeah. So you it in. so you met another power. Yeah, I met Basically another power. Second round is when, exactly. You know, for yeah, for us, you know, we were just you know Lamore High School. We got some talent. Yep. Um, but knew it now on the level. DBU. Of a, I mean, DB High, baby. Yeah, DB High. Not, not on the level of a Katie or a North Shore. Right. And that's what we see every time. And now you got Westlake. You got Westlake. Speaking Lake. of North Shore, they're gonna be facing that other. Yeah. Uh, you talk about two really just football machines. Yes. Uh, between. Uh, Westlake and North Shore, so that probably is, and it's it's rare you get both. Both of those teams are defending champions. Yeah, yeah, and the fact too, you know, that Westlake has this undefeated streak that is, is going 53? on, right? Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Sorry, fifty-four. Don't shortchange them. I, if you forget, Don't shortchange them. I mean, they just keep it moving. Yeah, man. they keep it moving. They just keep adding to the tally. Uh, but those are two big games. Also, Liberty Hill. Shout out Liberty Hill taking on Port Neches Groves. Yep, um, that will be tonight. And that's tonight. in Katy too. Yeah, also. that's in Katy at that's Legacy. In Katie. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the Galena, uh, the North Shore Westlake game is at Rice Stadium in H Town. Uh, what what do you know about that stadium? I mean, I know. That oh, you, dude, I used to train there. I, yeah. I, I spent a ton of time at Rice Stadium. I figured you did. I actually, I had an ex girlfriend and I once had a midnight picnic on the fifty yard line of Rice Stadium. They used to leave it open. Right. Now it's it's closed. But I used to take women there. And have picnics on the field. Man, that's you, man. And romantic I'm not gonna night, say romantic night. I plead the fifth on whether you know that fifth ain't pleading. I'm the, telling you that on, right on the 50 now. yard line. <laughs> that that, if, that fifth if, ain't pleading, dog. If you know 50 <laughs> yard line, if things you know got a little hot and heated on, that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay. And I hit I was thinking they would that. not leave a field open nowadays. No, at they all. Don't. No, like they got top flight no. security, Craig, yeah, all yeah. around. It's, it I, I went back, you know, I don't know, it's years ago, but try to go work out there. No, that's it's all locked up. But it should be open. Yeah, like, you can get made to crazy. walk around it. Oh man, unbelievable. Yeah. So your boy. Oh man, God, that used to be one of my my date spots <laughs> right there. Right, they played Super Bowls there. Yeah, they hey. did. 
And Rod that's B. That's a good. Hey, that's a good hey. story. That's a good lead hey. into it. We are. Hey, I, I hit the end zone there too. There you go. Touchdown! Touchdown! One of those nice spots. So, uh, how, good. Best of luck to uh, Westlake there um, uh, against North Shore. I hope and they get a bunch of touchdowns. I hope too. they do too. Yeah. Right yeah. on Rod B. Spot. Somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna get juked out I'm there. Glad man. they got new turf. Right. I, 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 <laughs> do they? They do they? Well, they I should have went and got some of that old turf in, man. Gotta get right there on that fifty. Yard line right there, man. That'd have been nice. Had that at the take crib. that R because it'll say rod on. Oh, it. you're right. Should have taken that R Damn from it, it, dog. I wasn't that. I was. See, I wasn't thinking like that as a youngster, on, but man. I definitely should have did some something yeah. on that R. Yeah. And I had that. Man. All right. You know what? See, now nah, we take it too far. We'll be the flex segment. <laughs> it's, a right. flex. it's a flex. It's a flex. All right. But best of luck to Westlake uh, against North uh, North Shore. Best of luck to Vanderbilt versus Katie and Liberty Hill versus Port Nature's Grove and Wembley right now uh, down to Quero in the second quarter. Twenty. And and Wimberley just took back a two-point conversion. Oh, what? Uh, ran it back, blocked two-point conversion, nice. so okay. they ran it back. So Come that's 2015. I like that. Yep. All right. So 20 to 18. 18 says. now, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Wimberley Texans uh, doing their thing. It's 315 left. Uh, in the second quarter of that matchup. All right, go to FLXATX.com. You can, get, you can get updates, right, by the way. Yep. Uh, FLXATX on all your social media platforms, FLXATX.com. Snoop, Snoop, J.J. Don, the man is there. Uh, so, really, go follow Snoop. That's uh, what you on, need to do. On Twitter, actually. You do that, um, and Snoop will keep you updated, and Snoop's always posting something. I'm not cool enough to understand most of the stuff that Snoop posts, <laughs> uh, but he'll always give you great updates. At Snoop Daniel, S-N-U-P-E. Uh, Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L. All right, we're out here at Total Men's Primary Care, the South Congress location, 2701 South Congress, Toys for Tots. Uh, it's a, a great uh, charity uh, drive, so come on out here. Uh, we'll be out here till 7. Please bring a toy with you for the kiddos. It is a, a great event. We were actually uh, in Georgetown yesterday uh, for Toys for Tots, hanging out here, uh, hanging out there at Total Care Primary Care. But now we're out here on South Congress in your neck of the woods. So come on out. If you get off work a little bit early, which most of y'all do on a Friday, day. Uh, stop by a store, pick up a toy, come on out and say hi. All right, we'll be right back. This is Ball Don't Lie on 104.9.